uh, well, she, she, you know, she questioned him, but he assured her that he does this to all passengers. And then he lifted up her shirt, unzipped her pants, and fondled well, her. Well, you know the most important question. What? Did, did he wash his hands when he was done? <laughs> <laughs> he is an employee, after all. Yeah, you can at least use the sanitizer. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A couple of tomomaniacs pulled a robbery in the Bronx. This was a two-man operation, dressed in scrubs and face masks, latex gloves, looking just like a couple of surgeons. The bandits made off with cash and merchandise from a Metro PCS around 5.45 p.m. I see the centesis in their ruse. You don't see surgeons at Metro PCS. Unlimited minutes, not that much of a priority. By the moment, some doctors walk into a Metro PCS in the Bronx. Keep an eye on those two. They might not really be physicians. Of course, they weren't surgeons. Their outfits were just distractors. Surveillance video shows the two men uh, demand cash from the clerk. They pushed their way behind the counter. They reached in with their graspers, and then they took about $200 worth of cash, and they also grasped uh, 22 cell phones and six tablets. No injuries, no weapons were displayed, not even a scalpel. Better give me all your gauze, nurse. This bit is fading fast. <laughs> Joining me now, Jackie Martley. Now, that's pretty interesting to dress up as a doctor. Yeah, nice strategy. You think they're harmless, you know? Well, you know they're not harmless, but would you well, really I mean, question that's... them? Would you really question them? You know? <laughs> well, that's their first vow. You know, they swear to do no harm. Right. That's the Hippocratic Oath. They don't say anything about not stealing. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't punch anybody. They just took their money. 516-922-WINE. Jackie Martling joke line. It's been that way for a number of years. And you 36 can years. At Broadway Comedy Club on Mondays at 8 p.m. And uh, go to jokeland.com for all the details. I'm going to be at Governor's Comedy Club at McGuire's September 4th and 5th. Go to I started Governor's. Did you know that? You started it? I just started... Uh, re I jump-started doing my book again, finally. And I just was writing a, a story... And it involved the beginning of Governors. Yeah, Lenny Travis was a guy who was telling me about that. He's a great character. He's got a lot of funny stories. Oh, that guy, man. He goes deep in comedy. Yes. Uh, you go to Pat Dixon NYC to get tickets for that. That's Governors at McGuire September 4th and 5th. Also, you got to go to anthonycumia.com September 1st. That's Tuesday. That's probably happened by now. Who knows when you're listening to this. But it's September 1st, and it's on all month. Uh, now, that's uh, what it is is the, the New York City Crime Report pilot special presentation kind of thing. 90 minutes of New York City Crime Report you can watch, and uh, you'll see news or Mandy Statmiller. You'll see uh, attorney Jim Polk. You'll see uh, even Chris Laker. We have some videos. We have some correspondent pieces. That's enough. Just go there. It's $6.95 uh, to uh, get the subscription for the month. It's a trial subscription. And that's that's the final pitch you're going to hear at the top of the show. And Anthony is great. I did. I went out and did his show. I sat in with him once, mm -hmm. and then Stuttering John and I sat in for two hours one day. Wow. And that's a classic. Yeah. And then I I did my own show for an hour, and you know, but it's it's podcast, but it's television. It's your own TV show, and you're sitting there, and whatever you call up, they pull up behind you. It's like you died and went to heaven, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. State-of-the-art studio, and you can be as loose uh, as you want, and, and they still keep it tight. It looks great. The quality's awesome, and, and you know what? And, and it's just a good time. You know, it's like it, There's not freedom in broadcasting like that anywhere that I know of. They're great, they're great guys, and they made me feel so comfortable, and 
Yeah, it's just it just reeks of creativity. You know, the place where I went to his place on Long Island, it was you know, yeah. there was a bar and there was yeah. a little stage, and we <laughs> sat at a poker table and then yeah. sat in the control room. And I've been out there. Yeah, that bunker. Yeah, it's very nice. Couldn't be nicer. Yeah, I loved it. And a big thanks to Anthony Cumia for letting me uh, shoot that show, for letting us go in there and have some fun with the uh, with the fun electronic gizmos and whatnot. We really had a good time. In Manhattan Federal Court, a man was found guilty as crime trying to buy ricin. Ricin by trying is a crime, and ricin buyers are guilty of that crime. What? I don't know what that is. Ricin? It's a poison. 22-year-old Chang Lee. They should also charge him with a hate crime for being Asian and trying to buy ricin. <laughs> That's like a gay person trying to go, go to jail for trying to buttfuck a rainbow. <laughs> Like an Italian guy trying to assassinate a pizza. Keep it in the family. Ching, uh, try buy ricin from a black market on the dark web. It's like Polish people. Yeah. Forgetting what they want to steal. <laughs> Spanish people stealing men working signs. <laughs> now, you ever been over on the dark web, Jackie? No, I have not, and I keep reading about it. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be the new good web. Jeez. It's, it, it's not clear to me. I would never go looking for that because anytime you go looking for anything weird, then every time you log into co your computer, you're on 14 other websites you never heard of. Yeah. Next, have you, uh, next thing you know, the FBI is banging on your door. Right, have you dabbled there? Well, I, yeah, here's I, only a little bit, you know, but here's what I know is you see things you don't see in other places. The cramps are often seen levitating in a 57 Chevy Bel Air convertible with dicks painted on the side. <laughs> what? That's what it is. On the dark web, the N-word is used as currency. It's it's bizarre there. On the dark web, the president is Jared. He's the president of the dark web. And the and the strongest polling Republican candidate, Donald Trump. Ah, that's <laughs> now that was that was very good. That was very worth it. Yes. On Dark Web Cable, by the way, it's the only place you can find reruns of the Cosby show. <laughs> and only Cosby reruns. Finally, uh, court cases now there. Let's see. A federal agent now is uh, proposing as a purveyor of the deadly murder pills, uh, this uh, ricin business that this guy was found guilty of. Uh, the, the, it's a site called Evolution, and that's uh, right in the paper. So heads up, if you're buying your murder pills at Evolution on the dark web... You might want to back off. Now, these are like cyanide pills, like one, one capsule you're done, like when James Bond pulls it out of his out of his wallet. Yeah, know? something like that. You pretty much drop dead, except you got you might have about a diarrhea beforehand, and it might be bloody. But over on the dark web, <laughs> bloody but the, diarrhea but that's the bad news. is a religion. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> it's often kept as a house pet. Uh, it's it's this guy wanted to kill hospital patients. That's what he wanted to do. He he says, uh, and there's some quotes here from him. He says, uh, as the target takes the medicine every day, uh, sooner or later he'd ingest that poisonous pill and die. So he wanted to put like one ricin pill in his vitamins. Russian roulette. Yeah, and then <laughs> eventually this guy's gonna bite into some some ricin. And and uh, why would you want to kill some fucker in a hospital? And why at random? At a random time. <laughs> So, I don't. How is that any fun? You know. Uh, well, when you think about it, it's, you know, like he, every day he'll go to the hospital and walk past that room, and all of a sudden one day the, you know, how the bed's made and mm -hmm. there's no one there. It's like, all right. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Lee faces up to life in prison in Gramercy. Yeah, a swing and a missive for a jerk ass Jim Dick 
who works out at a at New York sports club. You work out at a, at a, at a public gym. I used to, but not in a long time. But well, it's always fun. The lame-ass dickwad made a feeble attempt to pick up a likely sweaty-ass stink-puss woman by Jeez. following her for two blocks <laughs> and slipping a note in her back pants pocket. And on the dark web, this is Sunday school. <laughs> Is that the oh, running yeah, gag? Yes. Yes. <laughs> On the dark web, that's how your grandparents met. Oh, wait a minute. Touching her tight, gym-sculpted ass in the process of slipping this note in there. So he followed her from New York Sports Club on 23rd Street uh, to uh, like a couple of blocks. And then he, and he slipped this handwritten note. And, and what the note said was, <laughs> do your legs make you feel omnipotent? That's... Uh, how could that not work? How That's could a, he know that word? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, I, for, for a second there, I felt like Gene Rayburn or something. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do your legs make you feel blank? Now there's a reference. <laughs> how many people are getting Gene Rayburn references? Uh, probably you and me. <laughs> I need a thin mic. He followed her. Two feet long. Around 6, yeah, 15 in the uh, afternoon, 6.15 in the evening. So his plan to get this woman interested, scrawl a note on a scrap of paper, some question with no answer, leave the gym just behind her, follow her a couple of blocks, then close the distance, slip the cryptic note into her back pocket, and then run away giggling. Did she know he was there? Yeah, I think so, because she reported him the next day. <laughs> That's a shitty plan. That wouldn't work if you were Johnny Depp and the woman was Ham Sandwich Franny. <laughs> so did did he have his name and address for the police con conveniently on the note? Oh or? no no no. Uh, you know what? She called. She told the police about it, and they waited for him the very next day at the gym. There he came. Some, somehow they knew he'd be there. Yeah, he, he must be one of those twice a day guys because it was ten in the morning. Maybe he's an employee though, because like if he's getting there at nine fifty three and he was leaving there yesterday at six fifteen, he's either one of those twice a day fuckers or he is an employee and or they don't want to say. Real good customer. Yeah, <laughs> real good. He's been working out all day, but that's a shitty plan. That wouldn't. You could be Brad Pitt and slipping that stupid note. That wouldn't work on. Harry Catherine cunt face, some bitch oh. with kids, you know? Oh. It's a bad, bad plan. But meanwhile, in all fairness, how many of us would stare at that girl mm. and never come up with a plan? <laughs> you That's you right. wouldn't even walk. You wouldn't I walk let up it walk to by. it. Meanwhile, this asshole has one chance in a thousand, Yeah, but he's got one chance in a thousand. Yeah. And you're sitting there. You're picking your nose saying, she's too hot. I'm not going to talk to her. Oh, yeah. I didn't get arrested either, though, so... <laughs> There's that <laughs> guy's. Oh, the note that was so cute. Charge was yeah. I think I'm intrigued. I'm gonna sleep with him. Creepy fuck. Charged with sexual abuse, a misdemeanor, and second degree harassment. Now wait a minute. Temporary order did, of protection. What did he do? Slipped a note into her back pocket. That's in the grand scheme of what's going on in the world. That isn't. Yeah. You know, did he hold her down with his foot while he put the? note in you know what i'm saying like, well that's the second date <laughs> i think that it's like these days you it's it's funny because the crazier shit is in the world the less you can get away with i don't know why that is a groping now is more than a groping a groping now that is some serious shit you know uh college campuses they have all these trigger warnings and shit you can't even talk about anything if you're if you're a professor you know it's too it's too crazy because i know you know i had a marriage for a while and uh, i don't know about you but not even your marriage, like friends, whatever. People 
exaggerate what you did. You know, like you had four beers last night. Oh, you had 24 beers last night. Oh, yeah. And I went to a therapist at some point, and she had a term for this. Terribleize. People terribleize stories. And I was talking, huh. I was just doing that's, the June Regan's. Now, wait, that's a very, that, that, no, that's a very medical, like, sort of complicated term to terribleize. I think it's a wonderful it's thing. A, like, <laughs> you know, instead of just the word exaggerate or, or, or fucking bullshit, you know, you terribleize it. Yeah. You know? yeah, I was doing vilified. 90 on the way home last night. You were doing 145. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you, you, they terribleize things. So, I would, they, we just, I was on the Judith Regan show, and they're talking, and they keep referring to these people, this this binge drinking. Now, it turns out, it, it sounds to me from listening that binge drinking, what they're talking about is somebody goes to a bar and just keeps drinking till they black out. To me, I always thought binge drinking is when you get drunk for five days. Yeah. Never leave the apartment, never leave the motel room, and that's when you're binging. Binge drinking is not when you just drink a lot. That's called drinking. <laughs> Like binge drink, it turns out binge drinking, it, it, it just makes it sound, you know. It's like when people would say chain smoking, you know, but yeah, they're not they're chain smoking. They're smoking one after another. They're That's smoking. smoking. Yeah. Right. Right, it's totally. Crazy. I was binge drinking. Yeah. This girl's talking about how she had a problem since she was 13 till she was 35 because she would pass out. I said, I got a, a wild, wild thing here. How about drink a little fucking less? You know, it's like these people, I, I, I got this. Every diet, every diet, every diet, just fucking don't eat as much. It's so, it's so, just maddening. Right. People are fucking idiots. <laughs> Number one, your hair is not going to grow. Forget buying shit. Diets aren't going to work. Don't buy that shit. Eat less. People are fucking idiots. I can, you know how many billions of dollars they're spending? And these poor fucking fat bald people, what they, I don't know, how the hell are they going to do it? How do they split up their money? Jesus, man, somebody terribleized all this fat and baldness. That, that's huh? exactly what, and, and I'm Live not going to do a dark web joke. Yeah, well. I don't know. I got, I, yeah, but binge drinking. I was binge drinking, you know. Binge drinking uh, is a, you know, and, and it's the same way with rape. You know, now, now, now everything is rape. I was enjoyably masturbating. That's you know, <laughs> please. Well, this guy here, I tell you. He's he's due back in court October twenty first and and he's I, I I don't I don't know what happens to somebody like that I don't know it sounds like childish to me it sounds like I something... think they're gonna take away his note writing privileges <laughs> oh I got a note story all right I read this in Playboy like fifty years ago I never forgot about it <clears throat> there was a girl who uh, was somebody there was like a divorce case and a guy and. As evidence in the case, either the wife against the husband or the husband against the wife, whatever, one of the pieces of evidence was a note, uh -huh. you know, hey, how about we get together and fuck later, right? Uh -huh. So <laughs> so they're doing this trial, and the jury's there, and, you know, the juror's like half there and half not, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they enter his evidence, here's item A. And they put the note into evidence. And the jury's passed around the note, and this woman hands the note to the guy next to her, but he was like half asleep. And she hands him the note, and he looks at the note and says, Hey, I'd like to get together later and fuck. And he like <laughs> and he like looked over at her and kind of said, Yeah, the whole audience is <laughs> He thought she was saying, Let's get together and fuck. And it was and it was in from it was uh, Perfect. Yeah, evidence, is that right? beautiful? That's yeah, beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn that's funny now what are you doing making porno yeah well i mean that's up to you <laughs> you, you are a, you are a multi here we go look at that that's some yeah, yeah. 
All right, now, uh, in Queens, now we're talking about rape. I'm doing a plug. If you want a dirty joke, follow me on Twitter, at Jackie Martling. Every day at 420 International Marijuana Time, at Jackie Martling. All right, let's go on with the crime. Do it if you like to laugh. In Queens, a tourist arriving in New York City groped in Terminal B at LGA by a TSA screener, says the Queens DA. Uh, 40-year-old Maxi Akindo fired and arrested by TSA and NYPD, respectively, allegedly forced the 21-year-old into a bathroom and sexually assaulted her. Well, he was making sure she didn't have a gun. Yes, he certainly was. He was. <laughs> he can't be too careful. So these guys are are groping for for a living. Mm-hmm. These people. And at some point, this girl he thought was attractive enough that he dragged her to the ladies' room, or did he follow her? What? Worse than that, he t- he took her into the men's room. He <laughs> says, "Yeah, twenty-one." He he says, uh, "The victim, she she's a Korean foreign exchange student, had just arrived from Salt Lake City to quote do the tourist thing before preparing to go back to school." Well, welcome to New York. I'd hate to be the guy who happens to meet her the next day on a gray line bus. How do you like our city so far? <laughs> oh, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> why are you crying? Now, did she look like a young boy? Is that why you took her in the men's room, or oh, was it just the closest? Right, boy, I wish they had a picture. You know, they never picture the victims. I don't know why that is. Yeah. But, uh, I'm in New York. I tell you what, you arrive a girl, but you go home a victim. She was uh, making her way through Terminal B when the TSA agent, Akendo, said, Hey, ma'am, I need to scan your body and your luggage. In, but, the, in the middle of the floor. Yeah, but the cat calling's really gotten out of hand, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to scan you. Gonna scan. Hey, bitch, I'm going to scan your fucking luggage. <laughs> now, wait. She didn't just walk in from Korea. She walked in from Salt Lake City. So she's... Foreign exchange student, though. So, yeah, I mean, but, but still. Well, here's the thing. Those, those t- he, So she didn't just go immediately. He motioned for her to follow him to a bathroom where they waited 10 minutes before going inside. That's Why prob- are there other TSA agents in there already? Yeah. Doing people- <laughs> <laughs> Two bathrooms, no waiting. <laughs> yeah. There's a hanger on the on the door. Uh, so it Take says, a number. says uh, so they waited ten minutes, which is probably like before you go on a roller coaster. You know, you're still like you're scared. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be gross. And then the victim, the, the uh, she allegedly told Akendo he couldn't search her. This is according to DNAinfo.com. The victim allegedly told Akendo he couldn't search her, but you can have a woman scan me because I'm a girl. Now she's consenting to a lesbian pat down. This Ooh. guy should have obliged. So she should go to jail, too. This is... <laughs> right? I mean, this is her big chance. His big chance. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, she propositioned a female. At this point, it reminded me of a story that we covered back in March of a guy with a... He, was a, he had a TSA fantasy. 33-year-old Ryan Hemphill. He liked to dress up like a TSA agent and uh, search his 32-year-old girlfriend, Christina Leo's. And sometimes the, the TSA of Hemphill's imagining would get pretty rough... As he was searching her body cavity cavities, you know. This is in the privacy of their own apartment. Or privacy this, of their own would apartment. Would they do this in the men's room of? <laughs> no, yeah, this guy. They did. Kennedy. They would go do this. <laughs> well, uh, that's the big time. You know, it's it's funny because like. Uh, what, wait, wait, what, did I, he get in trouble for doing that? He did. He did. One one night, the passenger uh, thought it got a little rough by her reckoning, and she uh, called the cops, and he got arrested. He uh, eventually got off. He eventually, I, I believe, was acquitted. I don't know. You know. It's funny. We followed up on that, and I don't remember how that... I don't remember the disposition <laughs> of that, but... Uh, you know what? He would search her cavities, is what it was. And, 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 and the sound of uh, searching body cavities is like... Uh, it, you, ever, you ever see that movie, The Elephant Man? Sure. You know when he's talking? 
It sounds a lot like that. Like he's yeah. inside there. Like, <laughs> like the sound of searching body goes in. We can compare the two. Do you know yeah. the Do you know the story of the Elephant Man? No, I mean a little bit. But. I had <clears throat> Buddy Mantia came to my show Monday nights, 8 p.m. at the Broadway Comedy Club. Uh, Buddy Mantia was in a group called the Untouchables, and they were hysterical. They're catch a rising star every night. For now, when you say a group, but you mean like a like a three guys? Group? Yeah, oh. uh, they did the Italian Wizard of Oz. That was their brilliance, and they did all kinds of stuff. And they were very funny, very wild, and. Uh, they would go on last to catch a rising star for like three or four years, whatever. But they were wild guys, and they hung out. So Buddy came to my show the other night, and I actually said to him, hey, <clears throat> I always wanted to ask you if this was a true story, because a guy told me this story 30 years ago. There was Buddy Mantilla, and there's this guy, Martin Bra Bra uh, Braverman, who was not in The Untouchables, but one of their crazy friends. And they were, you know, like, like, like we're like pack rats, you know, like comedians, like a group of comedians, group of wild guys. Yeah. And the Elephant Man movie was premiering, okay? But these guys are in show business, so they know people. So somebody laid them on some tickets to the premiere. So the Ziegfeld Theater, everybody's, you know, tie and tails is a real big deal, and it's the Elephant Man premiere of the movie, and these drunken comics are way in the back of the theater, okay? Yeah, you know the movie, so here's the movie. Yeah. And the Countess adopts the Elephant Man, oh. and she's going to take him to the theater. So he... She buys him a tuxedo. Do you remember this? So she yeah. buys the Elephant Man a tuxedo. And she she says, try it on, try it on. And he goes in the other room and this fucking big, hideous, you know, bison of a person mm. puts on the tuxedo. And he comes out the door. And you could, you could hear a pin drop in the theater. You know, it's like a heavy, heavy scene. Mm. And he comes out and she's the countess is standing there and he comes out in his tuxedo, bursting out of it with the hair and the teeth, you know. And he goes, How do I look? How do I look? And one of these drunken guys in the back goes, The truth <laughs> He said, yeah, Martin Braverman said that. He said it was one of the funniest things you ever heard. Jesus Christ. The truth? <laughs> I just would love to be there. I wonder how do you fucking think you look, you? And any laughter in the theater at all? I have. They, they don't know. They, yeah. He said, he, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you laugh so hard yourself. You, know, right, you have right. no idea what's going on. Uh, well, like a little party in the theater. Yeah, Sorry to break for up. Christ's sake! No, no, no! I well, love it. Yeah, I love it. Akendo. Yeah. We're talking about this TSA agent. I, th I know we were talking about him, fell, and I think we don't know how that turned out. But anyway, this guy. He said that she said that uh, you know, uh, like a, that she wanted to get a woman to pat her down, and and he's here's what he said. He said, "Turn around and face the mirror and raise your arms." <laughs> <laughs> so she did. Uh, well, she, she you know she questioned him, but he assured her that he does this to all passengers. And then he lifted up her shirt, unzipped her pants, and fondled her. And DNAinfo.com, after telling her to lift up her skirt and unzip her pants. So, so it's funny. The Daily News says he did it, and then DNAinfo DNA says he told her to lift up her shirt. Does that matter? I wonder if that matters in a, in a court What matters is, was there anybody else in the men's room? 
I mean, what if you see, you know, that had to be right. If it's a, if it's a bathroom, I think it's one of those. In a thoroughfare uh, in an airplane. Yeah, I mean, right. in the airport, around the, with the with the with the hand dryers going off and everything. Oh, and this, unless this was one of those, you know, for institutional use only. You I think know? it's one of those sneaky kind of TSA bathrooms, oh. and they can the kind of the kind of place they can fondle an Asian girl, <laughs> <laughs> a Korean foreign exchange student at the age of twenty one. So had, did he get in trouble? Well, he had a field day, is what he did. Yeah, and, and when he was when he, he did get in trouble, when he was done, he told her that he wasn't going to check her luggage. And then in, a, in an apparent continuation of the ruse, he said into his cell phone, she's clear. She doesn't have any weapons or knives. <laughs> said, so, so he played it out. Yeah, he did. He said, this, this is a dead giveaway. He's talking into a fo- in an iPhone, but he's making, <coughs> yeah, she's all, she's all clear. <laughs> Break a 40. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's all clear. No, what's, what, what's that? What? Check her butthole. Uh, come on, Captain. Uh, Airplane, she's got no weapons on her for what? For what? Yeah, okay, yes, sir. Captain Airplane says I have to check your butthole for nunchucks. <laughs> Gonna ask you to spread your honorable butt cheeks apart. This might feel good if you just relax. Now, uh, there was a comedian named Ron Richards in the in the late seventies. He used to work at the Improv all the time. He's a very good friend, and he had a bit where he he said he went to Plato's retreat, and that uh, <laughs> they made him strip off. All of his clothes, and then hand the clothes to the person, you know, like a coat check. Only you give them all your clothes, and they give you a ticket. <laughs> he said, "You know, what? Do, where do I put this ticket?" <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and they told him where to put the ticket, and he yeah. said, "I can't because my keys and my wallet are already in." There. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, hey, Maxie kind of arrested Thursday by Port Authority detectives charged with unlawful imprisonment, official misconduct, sexual abuse, and harassment. Now, it's not known if he made an actual phone call or if he was pretending to do so, according to the DA. I love that detail. They're like, we don't know that, if he actually made matters. a call. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it just gets hot in a if different way. If he faked way. the phone call, now we're talking. Now yeah, we're, now phone we're call talking. faking, first degree. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in, 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 when the TSA fired him, here's what they said. Is he's fired by the TSA. According to spokesman, they said they hold its uh, employees to the highest standards. As such, we expect our employees to conduct themselves with integrity, professionalism, and respect for the public we serve. When our employees fail to meet these fundamental ethical standards, we will hold our personnel appropriately accountable, said spokesman Bruce Anderson. That's a great way to frame a sexual assault. Well, you know the most he important did, question. What? Did he wash his hands when he stuck? He is an employee, after all. Yeah, you can at least use the sanitizer. Yeah. He didn't, but, but you know what I mean? He didn't attack her in a men's room. He just failed to conduct himself with integrity. Right? <laughs> Jeez. He, he didn't meet our does, standards. Does anybody read these these charges? Like a little stealing, we expect that. <laughs> You're going to play a little grab ass here and there, bullied these passengers, but not this. Uh, TSA, by the way, formed in 2001. He's been with them since 2002. How many foreigners has he groped? Wow. Uh, he's accused of uh, yeah, $3,000 bail on, at his arraignment. Now, uh, rentboy.com rated... Prostitutes arrested. Oh, wait a minute, you didn't finish the story. So when, oh, okay. is, when, when you... is the girl's book coming out? <laughs> <laughs> right. She better get to work. I'm sure it's a big enough story. I, I just wonder if she went ahead with the rest of her trip to New York. You know, she like at the top of the Empire State Building, going, "Nobody touched me." She was on her way in or her way out. On her way in. That's what I'm saying. She was. Pa- oh, she shouldn't have even been well, being. Welcome like, to our city. Yeah, she's been off the plane ten minutes, and the guy's going, hey, "Come here, let me touch your pussy." Yeah, how you like it so far? <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus. Rentboy.com raided prostitutes arrested. Gay activist fuming. Rentboy.com claims to be the world's largest gay escort and massage site. And you might. Are you familiar? Rentboy.com. Rentboy.com. And somehow they figured it out. <laughs> well, it used to be called GaySexForMoney.com. <laughs> they decided to go underground on the dark net. Fill your asshole for $10.com. <laughs> Currently seized. CEO Jeff David, uh, Davids and six others arrested and charged with prostitution. Gay activists and gay slacktivists alike want to know why Mayor de Blasio and Commissioner Bratton worked with the federal prosecutors in Brooklyn. After all, they both march in the same gay pride parade that rentboy.com has afloat. Now here's a quote from one gay man who, who has used the service. Hey, they, they, <laughs> that's a real quote, though. Koch, Giuliani, and Bloomberg didn't go after rentboy.com. Why is de Blasio? Well, Koch didn't go after rentboy.com because it didn't exist until seven years after he left office. That's that, no excuse. And he's a closet case. He, no. was. <laughs> he was allegedly gay his entire life and never came out. He was a nothing sexual. A nothing sexual. Nothing sexual. What? what <laughs> why can't? Why can't? Uh, why can't you give cotch to the gays? Anybody whose name is that close to cock and crotch, you know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> Every the whole world knew he was gay. Nobody cared. He was a great man. He was a delightful guy. Yeah. Jeez, you know. Okay. I, I, I mean, I'm not downing him or anything. I'm just yeah. saying. I just read that. I, I didn't even know that until today that he was. A, I mean, it seems like I'd heard that, but I forgot because it was that unimportant. It, to that me. unimportant. Yes. You know, the but man anyway. dripped when he walked, but who cared? But. <laughs> <laughs> Smelled vaguely of poop. Smelled vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> Check under his nails, Charlie. From the New York Times. <laughs> the federal complaint says that although Rentboy.com, whose headquarters are on 14th Street and 5th Avenue in Manhattan, had a disclaimer telling visitors that they could not exchange money for sex, that was clearly happening. Escorts, the complaint says, posted ads including penis size, pay rate, and preferred fetishes. Uh, you know what? When I get a massage from a man, I want to know what size his penis is. I think it's important. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm going to suck it. So, so this is on the web. The site's on the web. It's on the regular web. With all, with <laughs> all the prices and all the. What? Well, you know, they're supposed to be escorts, so they're like you're paying for the time. I think that's the way they get out of it. And then, like, they have separate sites like DaddiesReviews.com. <laughs> it says that clients would review the individual escorts. So uh, they're massage and escort, and then nowhere on the site does it say we will have sex for money because that's so illegal. So it's not connected. I, I'll get a massage from number one, and then the other website it says number one is the place to get your massage. Let me tell you about number one. That guy's got a schlong. Whoa. That's the way you would say it. That guy. It reaches all the way to fuck number me two. Hard. Huh? He's got some chaps. I don't know what it is. Look, uh, Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance Jr. had his name taken off the press release on the bus because he had nothing to do with it. That's how, like, he, he didn't want to, he wouldn't want to be associated with it. Meanwhile. With the bust or with the website? With the bust. Ah. Yeah, he's, he's he wants nothing to do with his bust, which is, uh, Cyrus Vance wants a bust. But uh, not this one. I don't know why they're cooperating, and, and, and the gays don't know. why. We could speculate, because one guy says because the Pope is coming. He says uh, they want to clean up the gay sin prior to the arrival of the Pope. Of the Pope. But who gives a shit That's kind of like taking out Grandma's picture and put, hanging it up for her visit, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Putting it back in the attic. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, well, the Pope gets off the plane and, you know, doffs his hat and says... Is, is, is Rent Boy still happening? <laughs> you know, take me to Rent, take me to Rent Boy. Do they have children? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to 
clean up all the regular gay sex for the for the Pope for the fucking Pope. They just yeah. now up the age of consent. It's fine in like that people are starving on the high. You know, they're lying in the gutters, starving and puking, and you know that's yeah. fine. Just don't let anybody suck anybody's cock. Well, once again, you know these women who are down there with the with the paint all over their tits. That's a big problem. We gotta we gotta get rid of them. And there's like a fucking guy laying in his own shit. Going, <laughs> right, and they're like right, fucking nice, right. fine. Right. You look over their shoulder and you see somebody doing an armed robbery. But you know whatever yeah. you do, drape something over her. <laughs> no, nobody. I have not gone to look at those girls. Have you gone to look? Oh sure. I mean, I saw them by accident last year. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They're they're beautiful. They're lovely. They're nice. Nudas. Uh, desnudas. They're great. I think it's great. I think that they're fine. It, it, see, they're different from Golub's uh, painted women. This guy that was down there, he's an artist, and he would paint these women, and, and, and they would be these really nice works of art. And, and the, the, uh, the women who get painted by him, they say, well, we're here to desexualize it, and they're sexualizing it. I'm like, well, I'm for the sexualizing it. Yeah. Because you know what? When you desexualize the female form, what's the fucking point? You're ruining it. What I think should be the logi logical extension of this is you know those caricaturists? They have. They should have the average woman walk up and strip, and you get let the caricaturist paint the paint them nude. That's a great idea. That's a funny fucking idea. That's a right? fucking killer idea. With a big huge fucking bubble just butt. Like, from... Oh God, really? <laughs> I don't even play tennis. In violent Brooklyn, a man shot his girlfriend in the head. I don't head. even play. Why'd you put a tennis racket in my hand? You fucking idiot. Man shot his girlfriend in the head. Don't you love it when a relationship ends with a bang? Oh. Yeah, it's a tiny Bushwick apartment there. He shot her? He shot her right in the head. Around 7.30 on a, on a Saturday. Must have been a bitter all-nighter. Takes hours to get sane enough to pull the trigger, you know what I mean? Like, you don't pop up at 7 a.m. and shoot your partner, you know? You no, it's had, it had to be ongoing. Yeah, yeah, for a long time, yeah. I'm you know really sick of this girl. Let me set my alarm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you fight forever. You just can't work it out. But breaking up just isn't final enough. What else can you do? There's pros and cons. What's right for you? Okay, pro for shooting your girlfriend in the head. You win the fight. Con, so what? She's too dead to realize it. Look at her. She's doing that passive-aggressive shit. <laughs> Sex is the same. <laughs> you, <laughs> you call it getting shot. I call it playing the victim. Yes, it's true. Uh, the, the, uh, now, when you break up with a girl, do you pretend that she's died? Don't. I mean, you know, uh, only when I masturbate, thinking about her. You I, masturbate that she's already I do. dead? I always... <laughs> <laughs> that I'm strangling her. And then my dick gets purple. No, I don't. Uh, I I don't think I do. I don't think I. Not that they're dead. No, no. I always figure that. Uh, you know what I do though. I get rid you of them on you, social media. You don't, you don't imagine them dead, but you imagine them with like a seven foot tall uh, Hispanic weightlifter. Yeah, who's their pimp? Right. Yeah, slapping them around. Oh. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> what about you? I don't masturbate anymore. No. I don't masturbate any less. Not a no. He was a this uh, this guy says he was playing with his gun and it went off. Oh, that would happen. That would. <laughs> like what was he? he was using it as a monopoly token. Right. He, he, she was laying in bed asleep and he thought she was a burglar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the bathroom. I just started shooting. Right. Right. I'm. All, I have no legs. What would you? What would you do? <laughs> a man's got to brush his teeth. She wouldn't come out. Oh, for Christ's sake. What's the deal with him? Is he still in jail or is he president yet? What's going on with him? I mean, I, I, you know, I can't even follow it. I but did care. he ever go to jail even? I guess he uh, got convicted of some shit, but I mean, he's not. Look, he, he was never going to be roughing it. You know what I mean? Like, is a guy that handicapped? He, when, he went to the goddamn Olympics and shit. I, was, I just want to know how he's playing with it. 
You know, was he? Because that's what the cops are going to ask. You know what I mean? Like, how what do you mean you're playing with it? Well, it was, I was pretending I was going to shoot her. You know? Hey, like, honey, wouldn't it be funny? Oh, whoops! It's like, <laughs> like, like, and she didn't believe me. She's playing like she doesn't believe me, like that kind of thing. And I was like, I'm fucking serious, bitch. We're just playing around. Well, uh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, it says she's dead. She dead. Have if you ever I shot, shot anything? Shot like a gun. I shot a squirrel with a BB gun. I, I shot I, a bird once. Did it shake you up? It did. It really did. That was the last thing I shot. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got him this last morning. That years. little motherfucker <laughs> took his head right off that little cuck. Uh, really, seriously, I, when I was little, you know, you have a BB gun and you keep shooting at things. It's finally you hit something. It's like, oh, man. You know, the thing fell out of the branch. <laughs> yeah. Then you go up and see it up close. And it's like, <laughs> my mother said, what you shoot him for? It's the like fall breathing heavy and shit. <laughs> God, it's so sad. Yeah. I hate squirrels, too. Oh, yeah. And they don't die from a BB. you got to step on his head. Oh, yeah. you got to go. In a, now, that part was fun. Yeah, that I was did kind of like squashing his head. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted educators, society's sorest fur uncle, a Long Island teacher obsessed with sex. Formal complaints have been filed by two teachers against a 51-year-old Cecilia Sinosian. They say she used her position as department chairperson to harass male underlings. Male underling. You know, those poor guys. Yeah, that's He's not students. It's, it sounds like something you wear, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> slip, into, slip into your male underlings. So is this Mr. Johnson, the 40-year-old French teacher, or is this Juan, the sexy 21-year-old janitor? Oh, this happens to be a, a couple of teachers. Uh, one, one of them is, uh, he's, he's got an Italian name, Al Dadino, 38 of Garden City, and John Brennan, 42 of Brooklyn. They plan, uh, they plan to file formal complaints. To Dino, he's married. He says in his complaint that he suffered such extreme stress and anxiety he had to start seeing a shrink. Ah, oh, for Christ's sake. <sighs> Brennan, who's also married, told the Post his breaking point came when Sinosian said, you need a back massage, and began rubbing his shoulders while he was sick with a sinus infection. And for Christ's sake. Yeah, you, you know, there are things that piss you off. Shoulder when, rubs. When a girl tells you she needs to rub your shoulders or give you a massage, that, that's fighting words. You make me sick. Ugh. He says, I could feel myself shrinking. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he says, that's what it, he says, now I know what it feels like to be, uh, you know, uh, sexually harassed. Now, well, Dixon. Yeah. Obviously, uh, this is radio. It's, it kind of plays into it, even though I know it shouldn't. It plays into it what the broad looks like. Oh, yeah, it does. It what does do play on it. Well, I know I saw, I, I, I saw a picture of her, and, and I'll tell you something. She's 51, but she doesn't look a day over 58. <laughs> so and, a battle uh, axe with gray hair. Well, you know, it's not that bad. It's just, you, you ever see a woman with dick-sucking lips? Oh. This woman's got a dick-sucking neck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd love to say I wouldn't let her massage me, but I would. <laughs> Cecilia Sinosian, married mother, too, from Garden City. She openly referred to the men working under as filths. And filths? Like, yeah, filths. What Father, had they done to earn Fathers, that? I'd like to fuck. Oh, oh, oh. Filths. I thought you mentioned they <laughs> That they were filths. Fathers, I'd like to fuck. Can you believe it? One call, she called one a hot fudge chocolate <laughs> the students want to eat. I I bet he was black. Well, and what and what was she? The head of what? A dollop of whipped cream. And, oh, oh, I get it. No, she was the uh, head of the department head of the social studies department. I mean, she was really throwing a lot of power around wow. to be department chairperson 
Now, did uh, you the, add the whipped cream, or is that her talking? Uh, no, yeah, I was. I was just trying to yes and what you were saying. If he, if he was the chocolate, what would she be? Oh. Well, you know something about this woman. She's uh, she she says that she sucks. I want I want to make sure I get this right. She says that she sucks. She says I give the best head. That's what she said. She allegedly told a male teacher, "I give the best head." I guess in the whole, you know, social studies department. <laughs> I give the best head in this whole department. Far and wide, far and wide. Come on, I'll pop your champagne cork off. <laughs> she said her sisters were known. Now, now, who she, would she say that to? A male, a male guy says, I don't know. It must have a been a teacher. Guy? Probably. You know, you know, man. I don't think it's that big a deal. You know, when you're in the teachers' lounge and just like people are talking. I know. I give the best head. You know that. You know what I mean? I could hear that. I, I have no problem with that. And then if they don't believe her, you know, just. Walk on over the corner, you know, the guy's having a cigarette, cup of coffee, blowjob, uh, fine with me. When did this get to be such a fucking, I guess it's a, it's one of those deals, like, like women will report a guy for saying shit like that. I guess, due diligence, we have to, these guys need to report this woman. As opposed to giving her a gold star. <laughs> As opposed to getting your dick sucked and going on with your life. And shutting the fuck up. Jesus Christ. God. She says that she and her sisters are known for their great asses. I'd say she's known for a great attitude. Wow. Given the best head. Uh, well, you know, she uh, she also revealed how she broke a rib during an, uh, an especially vigorous romp. <laughs> Would she tell that to the same male teacher? <laughs> I don't know. Woke up next to a naked woman. Oof. This woman's had a wild life. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I know that feeling, though, of dealing with sexual harassment. That's that feeling like you're about to have a huge financial windfall. <laughs> it's really <laughs> ugly. Yeah. So <clears throat> this was in the paper, so her entire social studies department knows of this. Well, they had... the teachers. Not, yeah, they, they said it was an unusual... The men's lawyer, Leonard Leeds, called it an unusual case in that you don't normally get 10 people corroborating the allegations. <laughs> wow. 10. So... Obviously, she cannot go back to the school system, or she can. Well, they, they just now filed formal complaints, so it's not like anything's happened yet. You know, it's hard to get rid of a teacher. They have that, uh, especially a department head. I mean, but, you it's know, like, it's hard enough for a teacher to keep the quorum in the class. Now, imagine, uh, hey, cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, she hits on the students, too. That was another, there was a little story there about how they, she likes to, like, rub their backs and stuff like that. It sounds to me like she's just an affectionate uh, lady who's, not, who's just not getting enough attention at she's, home. She's reaching out. She's a child of the 60s, and she thinks, you know, love makes the world go round. A little around. free love, and what the hell's wrong with that? An NYPD sergeant now, accused of raping and sexually abusing a teen, will not be prosecuted on the more than 40 charges among those rape and sexual abuse. 43-year-old Joel Dessau will evade prosecution on all those counts because he committed suicide, found dead at his uh, parents' Canarsie home wearing an exit bag connected by hose to a tank of bu uh, butane. <laughs> Butane. That's not funny. As the, as the name would imply, it's a peaceful way to die. <laughs> First time I heard about an exit bag was the songwriter Joseph Brooks. Does that ring a bell? Do you know who that is? No. He wrote, You Light Up My Life. Won a Grammy <laughs> and an Oscar. He took himself out. Oh, with, yeah. Oh, and he can, he's right, right. Yeah. That's, but the music industry is doing everything they can. Seriously, this is the best song, right? And then he was, he was also a rapist. He was a rapist, and he, and he was awaiting a... He was a casting couch rapist. Right. So you'd have his secretary it's like... as bad as it gets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, can you do this? Can you do that? All right, suck my cock. <laughs> or you're not getting out of here alive. I'm 77. 
No one will believe you. Suck on my. <laughs> you made me think of something. That I don't know why, but you're making me think of social studies. And you know, everybody says everybody knows where they were when they got the news about JFK, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A certain amount of people, a certain amount of women, had to be. Sucking somebody's cock when they heard it. And a certain amount <laughs> you of You never hear that. A certain amount of men had to be with a prostitute or you know what I mean? There's gotta be a lot of people with really <laughs> weird you know, Hey, where were you when JFK was shot? You know, I was trying to watch it on TV and then I just I had to take a just a, a huge kind of cramp and uh, they, they were saying, Come in here, come in here, and I couldn't uh, I, oh, who was the weirdest story? I was I was molesting my nephew. <laughs> it was my first time ever masturbating. I was just about done, and that put me over the top. And then I plunged the knife into her chest. <laughs> and the you president's been shot. The, it, there's a lot of people in the world, Dixon. It's it's something. Somebody has an odd story. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty dark. Yeah, that's yeah, on yeah. that's on your uh, on your chocolate web. Good, good in the chocolate web. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this guy used a butane. The other guy used helium, and uh, not for the raping, but for the killing himself. Butane, when you inhale it, it causes dissociation and hallucinogenic. Uh, it's hallucinogenic. Just throwing it out there for the kids. Uh, kids. But what do you don't, mean? What do you don't mean? Don't have butane. What do you mean helium? Well, helium is what Richard. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Brooks. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Joseph Brooks. That's what he used to commit suicide. Was helium? You know, if you overdose on helium. You commit suicide as well, and so if you have an exit bag, which is like a you know this plastic uh, bag, like sort of like a dry cleaner bag, a, a hose, and then you go to sleep with the helium coming in, and then you just uh, perish. So what about when you just huff some to talk funny? That, that that's you're you, not risking your life or but anything. But you're not killing brain cells no. when you're doing that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you're killing them, but they're not yours or somebody else's. <laughs> you, it's uh, I don't think you, I don't think you are because you don't really feel high from it. Helium doesn't really make it high. It just kind of I think it just affects your vocal it, it cords. It's funny. Yeah, it just fucks that up. <laughs> it's it's funny. Every but time. butane, butane is a severe fight. That'll get you fucking ripped, ripped. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, it can cause brain damage. Brain damage is never a good deterrent for kids. You say it's causing brain damage. You're like, good brain damage. <laughs> yeah, they got plenty. I got plenty of brain. This officer was, uh, by the way, arrested in Greenpoint. He met the teen online eight years ago. So uh, she was 14 when they when they met online in 2007. He asked her to see nude pictures of herself. But you know, with teenagers. If you don't look at her naked, how can you tell if she's old enough? <laughs> oh, you're going to hell. you got to be not, so I'm, careful these days. Everything that's said on this show does not necessarily represent the viewpoints of everybody sitting here. Well, for Christ's sake, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a satirical show. It is. Uh, it is this, uh, but, yeah, but here's the thing. I just want to see how old. I just want to see what cocaine smelled like. The cop and the underage coos met in person. He was uh, alleged to have first uh, had sexual contact when she was 15. And the rape relationship continued until 2009 when she he turned 16. He met her 16, when she was 7? 14 in 2007. Oh, oh, oh 2000. Yeah. I thought you said Yeah, and then 15, he had sex with her for the first time. Sexual contact, that is. I don't know if that's actual sex. And then the rape relationship, as I call it, which uh, that's that's funny. I want everyone to acknowledge that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there was they continued on. It's like a really long rape. 
it's like a long form rape because it's rape. They call it rape and it, and it's consensual, but it goes on. And when she turned 16, he dropped her like a, like a aged out member of Menudo. <laughs> <laughs> but she kept coming back originally. Well, yeah, he got rid of her. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. rape, but such small portions. A, <laughs> stay hungry. Jeez. You know how it is? You, you break up with somebody, and then they're angry, and then, like, all your secrets are going to come out. Yeah, they're going to go and tell people. If but... you date somebody and they're 15, you better just plan on getting married. That's it. And then you're going to be in trouble anyway. How did he break the news to her? I don't know. See, I don't even know if this is what happened. That's my assumption. It could be somebody else found out. He, he was uh, he was released on a $100,000 bond, and, uh, and then he, he, he killed himself at his parents' house. Uh, Jared Vogel's on Suicide Watch, by the way. Not, not to prevent it, but just if he if he's going to do it, people want to watch. <laughs> yeah. I never hey, saw that. Uh, Morgan Freeman's uh, granddaughter was stabbed to death on a Manhattan sidewalk in a street exorcism gone horribly wrong. Cops were called to West 162nd Street. In a what? A street exorcism gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Yeah. I, I can't tell if you're making a joke or this is... No, it's real. Uh, they arrived to find the victim's boyfriend hunched over her lifeless body and presumably a, a demonless as well body. Uh, the killer seemingly all fucked up on anything from Robitussin to whatever. Now she's still making a stabbing motion with his arm while the knife is sticking out of her chest. That might have been part of the exorcism. Uh, this is 33-year-old Adina Hines, famously seen at Freeman's side on red carpets, now laying on a red sidewalk, soaked with her own blood. Oh. She got busy bleeding, and she got busy dying. The uh, morning of August 16th, was, uh, and, the, and the woman was stabbed 16 times by... Uh, by the guy. If only, if only he'd stabbed her earlier in the month. Jeez, I was going to say, luckily it wasn't August 30th. Yeah. <laughs> So, 30-year-old Lamar Davenport was the guy who did it. Uh, the 3 a.m. stabbing was in Washington Heights. It was witnessed by this guy. And here's where we get to the uh, uh, exorcism. Uh, George Hudako from the window of his apartment, the killer, hopped up on drugs in the throes of a drug-induced psychosis, shouted as he repeatedly plunged the blade into her chest, Get out, devils. I cast you out, devils. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out. Well, what can you say? He meant well. <laughs> I guess every man has his breaking point. That's it's 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 wilder than anything I have ever heard. Yeah, and it happened two weeks ago, right here in Washington Heights, right here in right here in the city. A girl was making a lot of noise, screaming. I called nine one one. I was begging them to come. Police sources say that uh, he he was uh, all fucked up. He says Jesus Christ is born. He shot up maniacally over her body. A uh, little late in reporting that. Uh, yeah. It's not even Christmas time. <laughs> Jesus. I just wonder if she had to die to preserve some kind of good evil balance, you know? I mean, maybe he knows some shit we don't know. But uh, You think he has a, a leg up there? With the God? Yeah. Well, if, if, if God is anything like the prisoners where he's staying now, he's not very popular with God because it, he's the most hated inmate at Bellevue Hospital Psych Ward. The other prisoners are huge fans of Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he's... You can hear the clock ticking right there. Here's a quote. Yo, that's the dude that killed Morgan Freeman's granddaughter. Shawshank Redemption was I was my jam. <laughs> when inmate yelled. Was my jam. Yes. I guess they got TNT in prison. <laughs> yeah, that's funny though. That's like they're well, what are you locked up for? 
I stabbed a woman, but it wasn't Morgan Freeman's granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, there is an <laughs> echelon, you know. Yeah. It's like they all stabbed somebody for crying out loud. <laughs> How could you do that? Yeah, they're they're locked up there. Well, they hate him, and they but they they have all this stuff that's supposed to gall you here. You know what I mean? It's supposed to make you angry because he's asking for extra portions of banana pudding and chicken cordon bleu. Oh, he's living it up in there. Because he knows people. <laughs> He's participating in inmate programs such as finger painting, karaoke, yoga, and meditation. Sounds like he's adjusting well. He should be... He's taking acting Maybe lessons. take like an exorcism class or something because he does not... He overdid that. Wow. He has a, another court appearance. He'll, he, he's probably... I guess he'll be indicted on murder charges if he's not already. Now, uh, by the way, uh, just, a, just a little happy note. Rosie O'Donnell's daughter, no longer missing. Her 17-year-old daughter, Chelsea... Uh, back at home, along with her therapy, therapy terrier bear. I never get that out clean. Back at home with her therapy terrier bear. <laughs> therapy terrier. Named bear. Oh, so it's not yeah. a therapy bear. It's not a terrier bear. A therapy bear. It's a therapy. <laughs> it's a therapy terrier named bear. Exactly. Young Chelsea has a tattoo on her right side, by the way, a dream catcher with the words breathe. That was revealed... There's no way they can get that, that piece of information out of the news. Uh, and uh, and she's been found. Well, thank goodness for that. Do you know Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah, I've known her for a long time. Yeah. I, <clears throat> one time I was driving to a gig at Charm City in Baltimore in 1980. And the first time in my life I ever picked somebody up at, uh, at the Westbury Motel, whatever it was. First time I've ever been on the Jersey Turnpike where there was construction. And we completely missed the first show at Charm City. And when we showed up at Charm City, mm. the guy wanted to kill us. He had to give re refunds and send everybody home. It's the only time it ever happened to me in my entire life. And my passenger was Rosie. She was she was the <laughs> opening act. She's been pissed at me ever since. Jesus. She used to be in love with my wife. Really? Yeah, she was in an improv group when the East Side Comedy Club first started. And did your wife, was she interested in women at all? No, 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 no. She never. She wasn't out yet. She, you know, just found. We found it out later that she was crazy about Nancy. Oh yeah, you didn't know at the time. Didn't know at the time. Well, hey, you know, I mean, like, uh, you, 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 uh, I think you, Peter Bales. You missed an opportunity. You might have been able to pull that in for a threesome. That wouldn't have been bad. Peter Bales, the uh, the the MC at Dangerfields. That's where I know him from. Yeah, he. I I think I know he was trying. To date Rosie O'Donnell. To date Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> well, in 1979, she wasn't heinous. Oh, my God. She wasn't, she, she wasn't gay, and she was overweight, but she was cute. I remember, yeah, when she was younger, she had a really cute face, and she would tell a story about, like, a three-year-old telling a joke and stuff, and she had a lot of personality on stage, and she was yeah. she was charming. She, and just she had a vagina. Yeah, she had a vagina. She just seemed as if she was, like, a, a woman from the, you know, like wherever, bridge and tunnel kind of thing in New York, and, and she would tell us, she seemed great. I mean, I, you know, hey, what can you say? Uh, she's not uh, a spring chicken now. I mean, how old no. is Rosie O'Donnell? Well, you, you eat enough pussy, that does that. <laughs> it ages you, right? <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, of something aging... Why did the kid run away from home? Well, I think that she wanted to hang around with this uh, heroin-dealing, allegedly heroin-dealing boyfriend of hers who she was hiding with. Oh. And I didn't really get into that. They'll get you uh, every yeah, time. But that, yeah, I tell you, the drugs. The drugs. Uh, a St. Albans woman attacked... In uh, Long Island City, the assailant ambushed a woman splashing store brand Drano in her face. Not well, even the good stuff. No. The, the generic. The woman was badly burned, and not only that, her face was still clogged. 
<laughs> You're a pessimist. You're a pessimist. <laughs> Jackie Mamarly, uh, where can we see you? I'm at the Broadway Comedy Club every Monday night, but not Labor Day, but every other Monday night for the rest of my life. 8 p.m. It's only $10 to get in. If you get up and tell a joke, you get $5. If you tell another joke, you get another $5. It's been so much, so much fun. Everybody in the crowd has been getting up on stage, and we spin the wheel with the pol politically incorrect, uh, you know, categories. And I give people jokes to tell, and the girls get up, and it's just funny. And I have a big show September twenty uh, sixth at the Studio Theater in Lindenhurst, doing my one man show with my guitar and my stories and my jokes. And and now, what's that about? You know, I, I'm a songwriter from a million years ago, so I play my songs and tell some of my stories that lead into it. And uh, I didn't and know this that. my jokes. Yeah, you it's just fun. I did it for a couple of months at Iridium on Broadway years ago, and uh, mm -hmm. it's really fun. It just do, breaks it up a little bit. You do know? you still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, of course, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, not exactly because you you know you've been doing this for twenty, thirty years longer than I have. But do you uh, do you still write songs? <clears throat> not really. I wrote one like six or seven years ago that wound up being the theme song of my radio show and that's how I wound up circling back and doing a whole album for you never heard my music album I gotta lay one on you See yeah, I'd love to yeah, yeah you have to listen to it one time through you can toss it after that but you you owe me the 38 minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> is it available on LP yeah it's a happy fun. endings it's called happy endings happy endings and I produced it with this ridiculously great guitar player named Frank Vignola and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah he's a very popular guy and yeah uh, it's it's a fun album. Everybody seems to like it. Now, so where I can you a, get that? Is that available on Amazon and stuff? Yeah, iTunes and Amazon. All Happy stuff. endings. It's Happy uh, endings. And and also, uh, if you're in New York City, please go to the go to that Monday show. It is a blast. Uh, uh, you know the Broadway Comedy Club. Al Martin is is going to be here when everybody else is gone. Al Martin is New York City comedy. He is a cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> he will be. No, me and him. I I, I love Al. We're having a merry old time and also if you want to get a joke every day 4 20 p.m uh at jackie martling i tweet horrible horrible jokes and everybody gets really pissed off at me and i appreciate it and then 516-922-WINE still, yeah. still going 36 years that is, later that's a long time for a joke line it's just ridiculous it's the only one i know of i just i just don't have it in my heart to shut it down and it does me no good it's just fun i just like being able to say yeah it's still going <laughs> Well, you can, uh, oh, hey, if you're in Long Island, go see me at uh, Governor's Comedy Club at McGuire's. That's weapon Babylon, I guess, sort of. Uh, I don't know. The That's name a of great it. little room, very tight. I always have fun in that, right? That was great. Well, last time I was there, it was played two times back. That was when the woman got her head cut off by her son, and then they, the body was laying there. They thought it was a Halloween decoration. That was, uh, I think, October of 14. That was so funny. What? 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 Well, what? <laughs> You talking about in story. Suffolk, or are you talking about? I think it was Nassau. I don't think it was out in Suffolk. I think it was Nassau. But it wasn't in the club. No, no, no. Jesus, you made no, it sound like sake. you know. No, it happened like, in a neighborhood. Like it was a, a protest yeah. of your act. That's like, just the way I remember. This guy sucks. <laughs> I cut my head no, off. Man, I like that. Oh, and, and you go to anthonycumia.com. Sign up for a one month uh, trial subscription. Do it in time and and, 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 and and drop them a line. Let them know why you're doing that. So, yeah, hey, we're big fans of New York City Crime Report. Can't wait to see the special. It's 90 minutes, and it's me, uh, news or Mandy Statmiller, and it's uh, and it's attorney Jim Polk and Chris Laker. And like I said, it has videos. Uh, there's there's additional footage. If you heard that episode of, of Mandy and I walking around uh, at Bryant Park and stuff looking for the tits, 
Well, there's additional footage of that. So if you want to see uh, some some of what these like ladies looked like that we were talking to, uh, then by all means, you know what? It's worth the damn money. I'm not going to say that all the time. But it's it's just worth the damn money. Ah, it's worth and every best, penny. And here's the thing too, like like I'd love to keep doing it, you know. So like, uh, hey, a whole bunch of people, you get the idea. So New York City Crime Report that's over on AnthonyKumia.com. AnthonyKumia.com. Congratulations on that. Thanks, man. It's so fun. Yeah, Please like give Mandy said, my best. She's beautiful. Will do. Will do. Thanks, Jackie, and uh, and and best to the wife as well. And uh, also, uh, I hope to see a, a Monday coming up here pretty soon. I'm there on Des- at Desperations Night at Caroline's. That's uh, this coming Monday, and you can also see me there. Uh, I think on the rest of the Mondays they, they're holding off on. They booked the dates last minute on me there. Uh, you know how. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. Uh, you never know. You never know. Well, you got to produce all the time. That's the deal in this That's business. It. If you don't, if you don't produce, you're out on your ass. Publish or perish. Yes. And so, everybody, come and see me out there at Governors and do all these things I'm asking. Go to CrimeReport.nyc. Just do them. Just do all of them. And if you want free tickets to see me at Caroline's, all you got to do, write me Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail. Put tickets in the subject line. Pat Dixon NYC at Gmail. Put tickets in the subject line. Just tell me how many tickets you want. Up to four. Don't be fucking greedy. And uh, and I'll hook you up. That's if you're coming from out of town. Whatever. Plan it ahead. All right. I'm done. Uh, Jackie. Oh, uh, also, I forgot completely. This is uh, going to tri-state area. September 19th, I'm at uh, the, the Treehouse in the Westport Motor Inn. The Westport. Uh, I don't know whether it's Westport County Club. I, we all started there in like 1979. And now Brad... Axelrod has a show there once again. If you guys remember the Treehouse Comedy Club in the Westport Motor Inn, well, it's returning, mm. and opening night is September 19th, and it's going to be a hoot. It was just everybody you know worked at that room. Yeah. Everybody. 1979. Do the math. Uh, uh, Rick, Over- Rick Overton? Sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, well, the, the DJ Hazard? I don't know the guy. <laughs> He's a Boston guy. It was a, Lenny it was a Schultz, question. Paul Reiser, Jerry Seinfeld, Gil Godfrey, you name it. Jackie Marling, I think it I love it, I love it. Jackie Marling, for great sake. Show business legend. Thank you uh, one more time for being here, Jackie. Thank oh, you, man. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Meanwhile, in all fairness, how many of us would stare at that girl and never come up with a plan? You, you wouldn't even walk. You wouldn't walk up to it. Meanwhile, this asshole has one chance in a thousand, but he's got one chance in a thousand. And you're sitting there. You're picking your nose, saying she's too hot. I'm not going to talk to her. <laughs> oh, the note. That was so cute.